0: welcome to the dear sister podcast a weekly raw and transparent conversation discussing topics centered around issues that most women face but that we rarely discuss out of fear that we are the only ones experiencing them so get ready to laugh cry but most importantly be ready to heal i'm your host Jessica jenna Hey y'all, welcome to this week's episode of the Dear Sister Podcast. Um, Thank you to everyone who sent me happy birthday messages, text messages, DMs, emails. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, My birthday was a blessed one. Um, My whole birthday weekend was awesome. Um, Friday, I went to Fahrenheit which is in Charlotte, um, and it has a beautiful view of the entire city, right? Um, so, we ate there. I had a birthday cake for the first time in years. Like, I haven't had a birthday cake since probably my sweet 16 birthday party. So, that was cool. Um, Saturday... Um, We bar crawled for St. Patrick's Day in the Epic Center, and it was so much fun I got to see some people from college like it was I had a really good time Um, And then Sunday we woke up went to brunch at the Mimosa Grill and their brunch is Fantastic, I had uh, I had a really good time and I really enjoyed all of the food um, And all the love and I got so many warm messages about how much I, I inspire people and that really made me understand that i have to keep on going i gotta keep on pushing and at the end of the day like i already know this but i have to good gets me reminded that it's not all about me and that everything that i go through and the messages that i share on here are touching people's lives so i feel like everything that i've been going through is worth it and i can't wait to share with everybody my testimony Because I know that thing is going to be good, okay? So let's jump right in. On today's episode, and I say this almost every week, but when I say for real, today's episode is going to be very short. Because your girl is tired. Like, I'm so, so tired. Y'all know I record on Sundays. um, But my body is tired. Like, I got home at, like, 1 o'clock, and I am just not recording this at 6 p.m. Because I woke up at, like, 5-something. Um... But I did want to not post anything because I'm trying so hard to be, to be consistent with this podcast. And quick plug, if you have any friends who have been wanting to listen to the podcast but they haven't been able to because they may not have an uh, iPhone, so they can't listen to, to it on Apple, iTunes, or podcast or whatever, um, and they may not have the Spotify app, I am now available on Google Play. The Dear Sister Podcast is officially available on Google Play. I'm working super hard it on SoundCloud, but for some reason, it will not allow me to upload the um, the track or the audio up to SoundCloud, so I've really been trying to play around with that, but I promise you, I'm going to get it on SoundCloud one way or another. Like, I want to get it on as many platforms as possible so that I can reach as many people as possible or the people that God has um, said that he needs me to reach, okay? So, um, this week's episode, I have more than one lesson of the week. You know, I usually start off each episode with a lesson of the week. Well, child, I have six, okay? So, let's get right into... um, The six mo- listens of the week that I have. I just cannot keep these to myself. So the first thing. um, The first one is one that I got from Pastor John Gray. Every morning um, I have I try to listen to my gospel music. And listen to something inspirational. Or either I'll just strictly listen to something inspirational. Like a sermon or a podcast. Something like that. So for the past two days when I would get to work. I would try to listen to a um sermon by John Gray um I had to break it up into two days because I only had enough time to watch half of it one morning and half of it the next morning and this one came from John Gray so y'all all all know that I have been in this season that I coined the phrase bird box I said that this is my bird box season because I do not know what God is doing Um, I have an idea, but I don't know how he's doing it. And God told me back in January that in this season, I would literally have to be walking by faith and not by sight, right? And so on last week or earlier this week, John Gray was preaching and he said something that blew my mind, okay? So the first lesson of the day or of the week, excuse me, is God may not be telling you what he is doing because he doesn't want the enemy to block it. Or try to kill it. I can't remember if he said block it or kill it, but either way, it's still a word. Okay, God may not be telling you what He is doing because He doesn't want the enemy to block it or kill it, right? And what I took from that is a lot of times when God will tell us to do something or when He tries to give us insight to something, I feel like that's when our spiritual warfare goes to a thousand, right? And so if God doesn't share with some, with you Something You probably can't pray on that particular thing and give the enemy or you can't speak on that particular thing and give the enemy an opportunity to try to block you from getting there, which we know that the enemy can only do but so much, right? But it really put in perspective why I really just don't understand what God is doing right now in this season of my life. Like I under, I know for a fact that it's something big. I know that this is preparation season. I just don't know what God is preparing me for. Maybe I should say that say it like that. I don't know what God is preparing me for. I know it's something great. I know I know it's something big, right? I just don't know exactly what God's preparing me for. I just know that right now I'm in this preparation season where I cannot go based upon how I feel. I can't depend on what I see or what I don't see. But I do know it's preparation season. So God may not be telling you something that you have been asking him. Because God loves to give us wisdom. In his word it tells us that we lack wisdom in a certain area that we can come to him and ask him and that he won't be mad at us for asking him about for that wisdom but that he will tell us right so i truly believe that if god is not giving you insight on a particular area it's because he does not want the enemy to have something to attack or block or try to kill okay number two um, a lesson in the week. So there has been this bird, right, that has been outside of my window for the past week and a half. And this bird sounds like Cardi B, like okay, oh, I, I can't even do it. But the bird is like chirping. Okay, it chirps at the in the during the day. It chirps first thing in the morning when I wake up, which I wake up around like five. I first first alarm goes off at five o'clock. Okay, but at five something in the morning, this bird is chirping, right? And so I had for Google, before I said this, um, well, so you know I'm a visual person, okay? I'm a visual person, God speaks to me in dreams and also through nature and things I can see because I am a visual person, okay? So um, I was like, why is Barbie chirping? Like this bird just be chirping, 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 chirping right? <clears throat> and one day, one night I was laying down watching TV and I mean the bird just kept chirping, so I was like, okay, this this has to be a symbol for something, cause I this is the first time I've ever heard a bird chirping like that during the nighttime, as if it's daytime, and something fell in my spirit, and it was like, Jessica, you have to be like this bird because this bird is chirping as if it's daytime when it's nighttime and he has the same chirp chirp effect when it is daytime so jessica what is your praise like while you are in the season that you just really don't understand it doesn't look like what you thought it would look like it doesn't feel like how you thought it would feel your praise should still be the same and if not the same it should definitely even be better during the nighttime and so i had to google do most birds chirp at night like is that normal and It said that most birds chirp during daylight hours and sleep at night. But that on on an occasion, you can experience a bird chirping at night. So, I said all this to say this. Whatever season you may find yourself in, whatever storm you may find yourself in, whether it feels like it's daytime in your life right now or it may feel like it's nighttime, that your price still should be the same, right? Because even if it's nighttime in your life, and I don't know what nighttime symbolizes for you, but nighttime symbolizes for me this season where I just really just don't know what's going on. But my price has still, it has to still be the same. Because I had the, at the beginning of this season, I was letting my flesh run run me, right? So I would cry more about it. I would complain about it. But now, child, child listen, I am praising God. My gospel music goes up. I have to I have to continuously to recite those scriptures that I have, you know, applied to the season of my life. Like, y'all chirping needs to be the same, if not even louder, during the nighttime than it is in the daytime. And when I say daytime and nighttime, I'm not speaking literally daytime and nighttime. But what I'm talking about is figuratively. Like during your nighttime season, your chirp should still be the same. Because when I tell y'all that this bird, I call her the Cardi or him, the Cardi B. Bird, this bird's chirp is consistent. I mean, the daytime is the same volume. The nighttime is the same volume. It's the same pitch. the same, okay, okay. Like, I can't even do it, but the bird sounds just like Cardi B okay it's very weird I'm gonna try to record it for y'all one day but the bird's chirp is consistent so I'm saying that our praise has to be consistent no matter whether we find ourselves in a daytime season or a nighttime season your chirp aka your praise needs to be the same it has to be better because I promise you that your praise is gonna my praise our praise is going to break get us it's gonna help us get through the season that we find ourselves in right? And praise confuses the enemy. The birds chirp the bird chirping at nighttime confused me. I was like, what in the world? Like I'm, the first night I was like, okay, I was thrown off. But I was like, okay. Maybe it's, it's just gonna go it's gonna go away. But y'all, the bird has been chirping by my window consistently for almost a week and a half. During the daytime and the nighttime. So, do not let your praise change, even though you may find yourself in the nighttime season. Okay? So, that's number two. Number three. So, on the way back from Charlotte, uh, well, on the way to, for, to brunch on Sunday morning, um, Whitney made a joke. She was like, you know, because she just didn't feel well. She, was like, I, she got the phone with her son, and she was like, I just don't, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm ready to some mother today. Basically saying like she thinks she's going to let her son kind of stay a few more hours at grandma and granddaddy's house. So that she can kind of get some rest and kind of get her energy back up. So that she can be the best mom that she can be for her son. Because Whitney's an awesome mom. And for some reason, I can't remember how we got in this conversation. But we started talking about labor and delivery. Right? And she said delivery is painful. No, she said labor is painful. But delivery... It's easy. The delivery part was easy. That's what she said. The labor part was very difficult, but the delivery part was easy. So me and I said, you know, me never having a child before, and I just don't study the whole giving birth thing. Um, I was like, wait a minute. I thought the labor and the delivery part was the same thing. I just thought that when a woman goes into labor, a part of her labor was her actually having the baby. And Whitney was like, no. The labor part is hard. The delivery part is easy. And so she went to break it down for me because, you know, I haven't had children. yet, So I didn't know. That was my ignorance. But when I tell y'all that when she said what she said, it blessed me on a spiritual level. She said the labor part was difficult, but the delivery part was easy. So I asked her, I said, I said, wait, how long were you in labor compared to, like, how long it took you to actually deliver baby E right she told me and i wrote it down she said the labor she was in labor for 36 hours but she was in delivery for 6 minutes okay let me read that again and hopefully it'll catch you like it caught me honey she said she was in labor for 36 hours but she her delivery only took 6 minutes she was in labor for 36 hours but to deliver her son, it only took six minutes. Let me tell you, the, the the labor part is painful, right? Because you may be in a laboring season where it is difficult, your head hurt, your stomach hurt, your hoo-ha hurt okay physically but spiritually you're in pain right and you don't understand what's going on in your life you don't understand why you're experiencing what you're experiencing honey but let me tell you you have to go through labor pains in order to prepare you for the delivery part right so whatever you're you late like whatever god has inside of you right now you have to go through labor pains in order for it to be pulled out of you or for it you to be able to get the strength and get prepared to push it out so that the world can receive it. Okay, so hopefully that blessed y'all like it blessed me. Laboring versus delivering, okay? The labor, the laboring part may be hard. It may be difficult, but I promise you the delivery part is going to be so simple because you are prepared. Basically, there is a process with the process. There is process within the process. Okay, we all have to go through a process. So if you try to skip over the labor pains, honey, you might make the delivery part harder, right? The laboring part prepares you for the delivering part. Oh, that just blessed me in another way. So see, they carry babies for nine months, right? And then you get to the laboring part so i have been working on things both mentally spiritually emotionally financially for the past nine months right and so right now i may find i may be in the labor the laboring part where it it just it feels difficult like everything's getting on my nerves oh my god that would probably explain why i've been so agitated with people and irritated with people and just irritated and just not feeling comfortable at all with what i'm going through right and it's not even the fact that i'm going through anything really bad that's the crazy part. I'm not going through anything bad. I'm just uncomfortable in this season. But I'm pretty sure pregnant women, when they're going through labor, they're very uncomfortable, right? But when God gets me through this process, when God when my body, when my mindset is ready to deliver, whatever God has burdened inside of me, whatever he's put inside of me, oh, honey, the delivery part is going to be so easy. Wow. So I hope y'all take that. Y'all receive that. And then God will kind of get you to understand what I'm trying to say and how I'm trying to say it. Labor versus delivery. You may be in a season where you're 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 in labor, where you're being prepared to deliver what God wants to wants to deliver through you. Jesus. That was a blessing. There's process in the process. Okay? There's a process before you even get to the process. Wow. Number four, I've been learning that everyone who grows up does not become an adult. Everyone who grows up does not become an adult. Um, and that's kind of self-explanatory. I feel like a lot of times we expect people to, I don't want to say behave or respond like an adult. um, But everyone who's, who grows up and is the age what the world says is the age for being an adult does not necessarily mean that they're an adult just yet we all have different experiences we all have different journeys we all have different childhoods that affect and impact how we are as quote-unquote grown people so remember that when you're ready to kind of go off on somebody child i have to remember that when i'm ready to go off on somebody who i feel like should be they should be an adult because they're grown but they're not Okay, so everyone who grows up does not become an adult. Number five, um, I am I've just got finished the other week reading Their Eyes Were Watching God by Zora Zora Neal Hurston. Love that book. I watched that movie like a long time ago when I was very young and couldn't even understand. Um, Their Eyes Were Watching God, but I read the book for the month of February and it kind of rolled into March because I kind of you know um, took my time with it because i actually wanted to learn from it i actually wanted to take in things from it um but it was a really good book so if you're looking for a book read i would definitely suggest that every woman especially read their eyes are watching god um but now i am reading a very it's actually a, a, a very simple book um but i've been taking my time with it it's called the four agreements and i do not have um, the book right beside me So I cannot remember the author's name um, But I will put it in the show notes Okay um, But one thing that I read Which I've been Telling y'all that I'm working on is, And this is my fifth lesson Is don't take everything personal Right And that a lot of times we do take things personally I know for me I take a lot of things personally So if somebody is usually spe- like Talking to me um, cheerfully and then one day I say good morning to them and they're like Very dry I'm thinking like oh my god Did I do something to them like I think I automatically think it's something that I Did so I have been learning um, Especially when I'm at work And I may get some type of It's supposed to be positive feedback But I take it as um, an attack on me as a person. So what I have been trying to learn to do is kind of separate myself from Jessica the person and Miss Green the teacher, and just trying to remember that everything is not meant to take be take, taken personally or took personally. And a lot of times, and what I read was that a lot of times the way that people come at you, it has nothing to do with you. It's actually a reflection of themselves and the author gave an example in the book that you know pretend like you're or imagine that you're walking down the street and somebody says hey stupid right and automatically you're gonna want to take that like oh my gosh am I really stupid like do I look stupid and the author basically said like that has nothing to do with you it's just the fact that deep down that person that's how that person feels about them and I had to share with one of my co-workers um just in just in life general like you can't take things personally a lot of times it has nothing to do with you as a person but it has everything to do with them so don't take everything personally and then number 6 what I learned about myself this past week is that i tend to respond to things from a fleshly place and that i was reminded that i cannot do that because i'm i am trying to be a representation of god and that Okay, so let me be honest. Okay. I have my mouth is reckless. Like my mouth, I can I can pray for you, honey. Okay, I can I can speak life into you. But if I am tested or if somebody tries me, like my mouth becomes very reckless. And I don't even have to be cursing. Child. I don't have the curse for my mouth to be reckless. But I have, I like, the sayings just come out of me. The same way that me pouring into people comes naturally, honey. Me being real reckless with my mouth and saying things to kind of shut somebody down, like, who's disrespecting me. It just seems to come so naturally. Because even when the things come out of my mouth, when I have to shut people down, I'm just like, oh, my God. I would be embarrassed for myself. Oh, my God, Jess. Did you really have to say that? Like for example one of my child, my children That my students they were trying me And I said um Oh so you think you cute and grown but I'm cute and grown in real life So and I was like oh my god Yes 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 It's like an out of body experience I'm like yes you, you shouldn't have said that sis Um and so Saturday While we were at the bar crawl This girl sat down at the table Because we were at the pizza spot And um She just started like flicking stuff and at this particular restaurant, the Epic Center, you can kind of just sit wherever you want to. And a lot of times, the people, they just kind of tend to leave their trash on the table. And so, my homeboy and I had made enough room at the end of the table for us to sit down. So, we pushed the stuff to the other side of the table. So, this girl who was intoxicated, she just sat down and started just flicking stuff. And I was ready to snap. But thank God that the a, a few days before this happened... I was shown that I usually tend to respond to things in the flesh. So, I I did talk a little bit trash in my homeboy. Like, you know, I'm about to smack her. She got one more time. And if she does it one more time, you know. So, he was like, just chill. So, what I'm telling y'all is this. We cannot be responding to things from a fleshly place. So that means that if you have to step away from a situation or if you have to... I think I'm going to start practicing counting to three before I open my mouth and respond or reply to somebody. Because at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's all about Jesus. And I want to be a light. And I I know that in this world, I'm going to be tested by people. And people are going to try me because they don't know how reckless my mouth can get. But at the end of the day, I still have to be an... A light at the end of the day I need to be the light and I cannot allow people to dim my light and my friend KB always tells me like don't be a thermometer but be a thermostat with a thermometer it changes based on the environment so the environment is too hot or too cold the the temperature on the thermometer is going to change right but if you're a thermostat you set the tone so I am going to be working on not responding to people from a fleshly place. So if somebody tries me, instead of telling them that A, B, C, D, B C D E F G, I'm gonna to count to three and either walk away or say something with F G H I J M K elemental P. Okay? Don't be responding to fleshly Don't respond to people from a fleshly place. We're the lights. We're supposed to be the salt in the world. And I just, I just don't want to, I don't want anybody to see me having a reckless mouth and that hurt my witness. Okay? But, honey, if you got a reckless mouth too, you understand. Like, sometimes it's hard because people be trying you. Like, I may look nice. I may dress nicely. But don't let it fool you. Don't let it fool you. So, yeah. Those are my six, um, my six lessons of the week i know i usually have one or two but honey i i can't share all these things i mean i can't keep all these things to myself because they were really really good um but really fast before i let you go i want to say that jewels for sydney is officially available on Jessica at jessicajanae.com and on amazon.com and i am asking that if you support this podcast i would love and i would pray that you would support my very first book not a ebook but my very first physical book this book is called jewels for sydney a young girl's guide to growing up um and it is by yours truly jessica jenay and what this this book is for preteens and teenagers but when i tell you that some of my friends have been reading the book and they're like "Jess, like i'm taking away some really good wisdom and insight from this book and each chapter begins with my own personal story. Then it has a, some gems or some, you know, some wisdom to drop off. And then at the end of each chapter, there is a journal activity, right? And so I feel like this is for it's geared towards pre pre-teen, preteens and teenagers, but it's definitely it definitely can be utilized by adults, okay? And so this would be good for if you have a mentoring group or you have a little sister. Um, female students, church members, mentees, all that good stuff. So I'm really fast. I'm going to end in the show off by reading chapter one. Um, just the first part, just my personal story. And then I'm going to share with you the journal activity for that chapter. And then I'm going to pray that you're going to go and purchase this. Now, if you order it from JessicaJanae.com, I will sign it myself and mail it to you. But if you order it from Amazon, um, I won't be able to sign those copies. Um, so yeah. So chapter one is called Dear Sister, Love Yourself Girl or Nobody Will. Y'all know I love J. Cole. He's my favorite hip hop artist. So that's where I got Love Yourself Girl or no one else will. It says, um, growing up I had very low self esteem. Although I didn't fit the typical bullying victim description, I felt awful about myself. Perhaps because I enjoyed many things that others did not, I felt even more vulnerable. I came from a middle class, two-parent household. I dressed nicely. I enjoyed ballet, tap, and jazz dance classes. I was a part of many extracurricular activities, such as the Spanish club, future business leaders of America, honor society, and the youth department at church. I was also smart. I paid the honor roll and received many academic awards throughout school. Yet I was constantly teased and bullied from 4th grade until about 5th grade because of my physical features. It's amazing how much power young children have over each other. Although I had parents and other family members who told me I was beautiful, I still chose to believe the lies spoken to me by my peers. I was teased about everything such as my skin complexion. I was too dark. The size of my eyes, they were too big, and the size of my nose and lips. The craziest thing about the people who were teasing me was that they looked similar to me. Crazy, right? I was also teased about my last name, Green. I heard it all, from Green Bean to String Bean and some other rather corny jokes that were made. Of course, now I can look back at those situations and laugh, but at the same time, I was hurt to the core. I picked up those sticks and stones and carried them with me for many years because I didn't see the beauty in myself. I made many decisions that I didn't need to. When I was a child and a teenager, there weren't a lot of celebrities in the spotlight that looked like me. Most of the models and girls in magazines and in videos were always lighter, taller, skinnier, skinnier, etc. They represented the body types and features that were supposedly supposedly acceptable. But I'm happy that today there are more singers, actors, actresses, models and other celebrities that represent a variety of skin complexions, shapes and sizes. If I could drop just one jewel for my younger sister, it would be this. All the physical features that make you different are the very features that make you beautiful. Your nose is beautiful. Your eyes are beautiful and your skin complexion whether it be chocolate, brown, caramel or any other color is gorgeous embrace yourself love yourself and then i put a scripture down here it says i praise you for i am fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful are your works my soul knows this very well psalm chapter 139 and 14 and then goes throughout the different jewels and i'll share um one of the jewels um, jewel 14 it says self-esteem will be a continuous growing process as you mature into every stage of your life always believe in yourself and motivate yourself to be the best you can be and then i'm going to go to the end of chapter one because there are fifty five Jewels on loving yourself in chapter one. So here's a journal activity. It says, I want you to write out 10 affirmations about yourself. Each morning, I want you to choose one of these ten to say aloud before you leave to start your day. What is an affirmation? Well, I'm glad that you asked. An affirmation is a positive belief that you confirm about yourself. You write it and say it out loud boldly. But the thing about affirmations is that you must read them with confidence and you must believe what you're reading. If you want to be on the cheerleader team, it would be be good to affirm, I am a cheerleader. Or, I am one of the greatest cheerleaders. With affirmations, you must speak what you want to see until you see what you spoke. I'll provide you with an example of one of my daily affirmations. I am more than enough. I am, equip- I am equipped with everything I need through God to conquer this day. I will walk in confidence. And then it goes on to chapter 2. So each chapter starts off with a small story, personal story. Um, and then there's jewels for the girls to kind of remember and to use whenever they just feel like they're kind of having issues in that certain area of their life. Um, and then it ends with a journal activity so this book covers self-esteem body image finances like how to save money starting at a young age um following your dreams um boys um friendships it just covers a lot of things that young girls i feel like have a lot of questions about but sometimes they're they're scared to go to their mom and other adults in their family because i'm pretty sure my mom, well, I know for a fact that my mom and older, all well, my aunties and older cousins told me majority of these things in this book. But it always sounds different coming from somebody who's not related to you or somebody that you kind of um, look up to, if that makes sense. I'm so excited that my book is finally here. I think I'm going to do another episode where I kind of just talk about. Mostly about the book. But I wanted to share this, y'all. This is my baby. And if you believe in Jessica Janae. If you believe in my dreams and my vision. I ask that you please go support this book. Buy it for yourself. Buy it for your daughter. Your niece. Your little sister. Your cousin. Mentee. Students. Church members. um, Community member. All that good stuff. Like I feel like this is going to be a blessing. And I'm trusting that God is going to get these books to the people that need it um so i'm trusting him with this process this is my first book um i would love your support it's available on jessicajanae.com and amazon again if you order from jessicajanae.com i can actually sign it and send it to you but if you order from amazon they're the same price either way um so it just depends on what you want to do um so thank you guys so much i hope that you got something from the lessons of the week in chapter one and i hope that you're inspired to write your own affirmations out um before i go because i told i said that i wanted this video i mean this episode to be short but child it's 30 minutes probably longer than that but oh well um y'all i have been dealing with something that i want to share with y'all um so i got out for birth control like in November by default, like I just kind of ran out and my OBGYN from back at home retired like out of nowhere. I don't know T on that child, but I mean, she just retired out of the blue. Her and the other OBGYN in that particular office, but that's none of my business, okay? So anyway, um, child, what was I about to say? Okay, so anyway, so I just never got any new birth control or my prescription never got um, renewed. So, when I was about to start looking for in here where I live at now, it seemed like I was getting like all these articles and things about the negative effects of birth control and how birth control was technically made for African-American women like in the in low income areas to kind of keep them from having children and that it has all these negative effects on the body and can sometimes cause um, fertility issues, right? And I want to have babies and so I'm at a point now where I'm okay without being a birth control first of all let me say this I've been on birth control since I was uh, about to be a senior in high school wasn't because I was fast nothing because I used to be scared of penis let's be honest um but my cycles were very very bad like so bad my mom would had to sign me out often when my menstrual was on um, and so she was like let's just get you on birth control because that will help you with your periods right so fast forward, y'all. I have not kind of suffering. Um, I my period was on early this week, and the days leading up to my period were awful because I, I didn't realize like I was having PMS or dealing with PMS. And then on my period, I was agitated, I was aggravated, I was eating like a cow. So I'm in the process of trying to get my body back. I don't want to say to normal, but it's been hard getting off of birth control. My appetite is different. I've been being very agitated lately. So what I'm saying is if you have experienced have if you've experienced getting off of birth control and you have had these same type of um, things happen to you, please tell me what you did to get your body back regulated. Because I have as long as I've had a period, I used to get so many like props prompt props from my from guys I would was like be involved with because they would be surprised when I would tell them like oh my period on and they'd be like what like you don't act like it because most of the women that I'm with when they when their period's on they are witches okay with a W witches and I would be like oh no I'm normal but child this last period I was a complete witch with a capital W. I was a jerk I don't want nobody talking to me. I don't want nobody looking at me. I ain't want none of that. So, if you have any recommendations, I know I'm going to get this book. I think it's called Surviving the Pill or something like that. I can put that in the show notes too. I'm going to order that um so it can be my next read. If you have any natural remedies that you do, like something. like I just want to get my body back to a place where I'm not so moved by food and that my hormones are not out of whack, where I'm just being somebody that i'm not if that makes sense so i would love any type of feedback you can email me your suggestions any books i should read any vitamins i should take just something help your girl out but i don't want to be that woman but i'm definitely not getting back on birth control because i want to start getting my body prepared um one because i'm not having sex like that and two, my period. I know this may be TMI, but hey, that's what the show's for. Um, It wasn't that bad. As far as like heaviness, it was just, I was very rude. I was very rude. Child, I was very rude. Um, But it wasn't me. And I didn't like that. I. It wasn't me. That's not who I am. So, any suggestions, let your girl know. I'll put the email information in the show notes. If you have any other t- things that you want to talk to me about if you need if you have prayer requests or topic suggestions uh, just email me okay um but anyway i want to say thank you to everyone who listened to this week's episode i pray that your week is awesome i pray that your week is blessed i pray that you will walk in the fruits of the spirit. I pray that you continue to praise God no matter what season you're in whether it be day or nighttime let your praise be louder than your complaining, okay? Make your praise bigger than your problems because your God is bigger than your problems. Um I pray that you remember that even though you may be in labor right now and that it's painful and that it's uncomfortable honey that your delivery is going to be easy because you are prepared so trust the process there is process in the process i hope that you remember that everyone who grows up does not become an adult i pray that you don't take everything personally and that you remember that a lot of times what people say to you from their hurt place has nothing to do with you but everything to do with them and that you gotta stop responding from a fleshly place because sometimes we do want to drag some we we do want to drag people because they be trying us but we can't drag them with our words and we definitely can't drag them with our hands because that's not who we are anymore okay we're gonna pray for them and we're gonna count to three before we respond and hurt somebody's feelings with our words okay And that you will remember also that in this season, if you don't understand what's going on, that God may not be telling you what he is doing. Because he doesn't want the enemy to try to attack anything that he's about to do in your life. So, I love you all. I'm praying for you. I'm praying with you. If you have any prayer requests, send them my way. Um, All of this information will be in the show notes. Don't forget to go purchase my first published book. Your girl is the author. And thank you, God, y'all. Thank you, God, for Your grace, your mercy. Thank you, God, for just using us. Thank you, God, that we are all born with a purpose, on purpose, for a purpose. Y'all, I love y'all, and there's absolutely nothing y'all can do about it. Have an awesome week, and I will see you back next week.